Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Look at Romans 4.18. King James is great, okay? King James is great, okay? Against all odds, yeah, if you could put it in King James, it'll be better because it'll read a little bit easier for them to understand. Against all odds, when it looked hopeless, Abraham believed God. That's cool, right? Look at this, right? Boom. Who against hope, what did Abraham do? This is Abraham. Who against hope, you, you like this, it's good teaching. Who against hope, what? Believed in what? Hope. I'm going to talk about hope today a little bit, right? Who against hope, believed in what? Hope. So that means when it looks hopeless, you still got to believe. That he might become the father of many nations. Who's that? Abraham. According to that which was what? Spoken. He's walking on the spoken. Right? To that which spoken, so shall thy seed be. Look at verse 19. Right? And being not what? What does weak faith do? Considers. Weak faith starts considering, contemplating. Weak faith starts looking at details. And not being weak in faith, consider he considered not his own body now dead. So if you start getting compromised and considering, you know your faith's getting a little weak. You better tighten that thing up. You see that? Not we consider not the deadness of his own womb, right? Her womb, right? He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was what? Strong faith doing what? Giving glory to God. How do you know if your faith's strong? You check your mouth. Where's your glory level at? You know what glory is? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you. You constantly praising God. You see it? So, so where's your mouth at? See what I'm saying? If that promise is slipping, it's going to be, first place it's going to be notified is in your mouth. You're going to be, you're losing that thankfulness about that thing. Thank God. Because once you get into faith, all you got is thanksgiving. See, because after, because you can't be praying the same prayers over and over and over again. You know what I'm saying? So after you got released faith, how do you keep your faith strong? You give God glory. Praise the Lord. So something in the earth is giving God constant affirmation about what he said. How did he have faith? According to what was spoken. You got faith two places, what was spoken, what was written. When you find what was written, that's a little bit easier because that's in the book. Spoken is what God spoke to you. You got to hang on. I'm going to tell you right here now, the hardest thing for me to hang on is the spoken things, not the written things. The written things I can go back and reread again. The spoken things I got to go back and try to what? Bring it back into my remembrance of what he said. And it looks like it's so far gone. Sometimes you're like hanging on by a thread. You know what I'm saying? So what do you do? Hang on all of it. But I don't know how he's going to do it. Don't worry about it. Keep your mouth right. Keep giving glory to God. Got it? That's how you keep your faith strong. See what I mean? But sometimes that ain't easy because what's the hardest thing to do? Move your mouth when you're in a press. You know what I tell them all the time? If faith can't move your mouth, then it sure ain't going to move no mountain. You got mountain-moving faith, brother. Well, well, when's the last time you talked to a mountain? I don't talk to God is crazy. I've been trying to tell you guys this all your life. I don't know what you're paying attention to. Go speak to a mountain. What am I, crazy? I had this guy, right? 
I got this guy. He might be watching, so I got to be careful. He got to sell this property, right? He got he has to buy it and sell. He got to do too many things. Is what he got to do. So I told him what to do. I said, go do what Charles Caps did. He goes, what do you mean what Charles Caps did? I said, Charles Caps was with Jerry Seville, and Doctor Seville said, I, or some one of these guys. I don't remember who it was, but Caps. He went and took the dirt. So can you imagine these two guys, preachers, in the middle of Texas somewhere, and Charles Caps starts grabbing handfuls of dirt and throwing it in the air and talking to it. I'm not true story. I was in the meeting. He picks it up. Charles Cass goes, this, I call this dirt sold in the name of Jesus. I call this land sold in the name of Jesus. And he said, while I'm doing this, people are beeping because they know it's me. Beep, beep, thinking, what are these two wackadoos doing in the middle of Texas throwing dirt in the air? He said, I couldn't, I couldn't sell that piece of property for two years or whatever it was. It was more than that. He said, I sold it in a week. <laughs> oh, it's crazy till it works. You know, everybody's a nut job till it works. Y'all be throwing dirt next week. So this goober, this goober that's watching, I know he's probably watching, right? He thinks it's a joke. The other day, he pulls the truck over. He goes, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me get out of the truck. Do that thing you told me about. Put me, I'm going to put you on speaker. Let's talk to the dirt. I said, you throw it in the air. I'll speak to it. Come on, baby. Let's go. You got to keep talking to stuff because it's talking to you. Talk to it. Ride this journey of faith no matter what, man. It doesn't look like it's working. Well, welcome to the, it doesn't look like, get a shirt because we should all get one. It, none of it looks like it's working. But he tells you to call those things that be not as though they were. You're not crazy people. You're call those things that be not people. So people can't understand you because you look like you're from a different planet with the way you talk. You know what I'm saying? Because you are calling those things that be not. What do you have now? I don't have some of the things I want to see, so I have to call those things that be not as though they were. That's living in an arena most people you and I know never get to because they're just calling it how they see it. If I call it the way I see it, I'm in trouble. I ain't calling it the way I see it. I'm calling it the way I want it to be. Well, you know, I don't think it's working. It's working. You just got to keep calling it. You got to just keep calling it. Just keep calling it. Just keep calling it. Oh, don't look like, I don't care. I'm going to call it. It's got to come. It cannot not come. You got to call it. I don't, I don't want to do this. I just want to go to normal church and just sit there. I'm going to go to a country club church where everybody's great and everything's good. And we just sit there and we just go, oh, yay, God is good. Oh, he's so good. I got mercy and grace. Yay. You don't get no promises sitting in that pansy powder puff stuff. Devil's looking at these people, slapping them around. You, you got dominion. But you got an enforced dominion. Man, come on. You see this? Okay, point number one. Here we go. It's about hope. How many like this identity stuff? The hope anchor, this ties right in my sermon. This hope anchor is, is only as strong as your understanding of your identity. You get that? Now, for time's sake, I'm going to jump on down. Go, go, go. Now, you got to remember this right here. Okay? Okay, check this out. I'm going to help somebody in here today. I'm going to help a lot of you in here today. Um, go to verse Hebrews 6, 18, passion. Just go there. So I got to get my hope, because you got to realize this, right? Hope is like an anchor. 
it connects you to the promise. Your identity is found sometimes within that hope. Otherwise, all you got is what you see. Now, let me explain this. Check this out. You might have a situation right now that whatever it is you're looking at might not look like what your identity said. You cannot be a rejecter of the truth because it doesn't look like you line up identity-wise. Because what happens is your marriage is jacked up, right? You're like, this thing's so jacked up. They're like, what did God say about it? What God put together, let no man put us under. Now that new identity shows up. You're thinking, we can't even make it to the grocery store without punching one another in the head almost. How is this going to be like? If you reject your identity, you have no hope for a future. Did you get it? Because you live in natural means. Are you here? You go to doctor. I got people right now. Doctor reports miserable, right? I said, I see it. We understand it. We're not in denial. If you just live by what that doctor's report says, we got trouble. We ain't listening to the doctor. We take his information, but we don't live by his information. He gave us a truth, but we have the truth, okay? We could turn this thing around. So I said, okay, chill. What am I seeing? Where's your identification? With the doctor or with the healer? Some of you listen to me. I'm not going to knock you. I know maybe you got some background. Just hear me. Do not get mad. I'm a drug. You ain't no drug addict, bro. You know what I mean? While well, I'm in recovery. You're a new creature in Christ. Your recovery days are over. Did you hear what I said? I ain't identifying with this mess no more. It's not who I am. Well, you're an alcohol. You ain't an alcohol nothing. You're a brand new creature in Christ. Stop identifying yourself. You ever get around people, like business guys are like this and people that are like, well, I, got, I went bankrupt. Big deal. Every millionaire went bankrupt three times over. They still loading. They identify with something over here. Why are you identifying with someone over here when God put you there? Come on. I got no problem with victory, but I want you to understand something. Are you getting this? Stop identifying with who you used to be and what yesterday was because that ain't who you are. You understand that? Talk where we're going, not where we've been. Come on. You see that? And I ain't going to, listen, I'm down, man. I know I, I'm really proud of a lot of people that have been through recovery. I'm not trying to lock you, I'm not trying to knock you around. I understand. But listen to me, man. You got to lose your identification from that place because you're a new creature in Christ. There's a brand new you. I don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Somebody came home and didn't love you no more. What's that mean? You unlovable? Give me a break, man. Cut it out. Wake up, dude. And ladies, let me tell you, don't let no dude label your value. Joker don't even know who he is. Now he's going to tell you who you are. Stop it. I'm, you went one day, no, somebody wait, come home one day, don't love you no more. What a moron. Now what are you going to do? Well, now I'm labeled. No, you're not. You see, are you getting this? You don't think there's a lot of, what do you identify with? We got a problem. Are you here? Don't let this stupid mic distract you. You here? So pull this thing in. So where's your hope link? You understand what I said by hope link? Well, I don't know if I can believe that. You better start believing it because look what it says here. Now this thing right here, this is as good as my favorite scripture in the Bible. God is not a man that he should lie. Nor Son of God, he ain't repent. Did he not say it? Won't he do it? He gonna do it and he said he gonna do it. Look at this one right here. You better get this one. It is impossible for God to what? 
For we know that his promise and his vow will never change. Are you here? It's impossible for God to what? I don't know what's going on. It's a crazy mess. His promise and his vow will never what? So God can't change and his promises don't either. God don't lie and his promises don't either. Are you here? So the problem isn't God. It's can we hang on? Right? And now we have what? Run into his heart to hide ourselves in his faithfulness. Man. We with God's faithfulness. This is where we find his strength and comfort. For he empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time. Ooh. That means it's waiting for you when you get there. Stop. Don't you stop. It's waiting for you at the destination. Watch this. Watch this. An unshakable hope. Oh, my God. Watch this. We have this certain hope like a strong, unbreakable anchor holding our souls to God himself. Ah! That means your mind, your will, and your emotions are held to God if you can hold on to that anchor. That's the best news you should have heard all day. A God don't lie. God keeps his vow. God's on point. God's going to work it out. God's going to pull it off. Come on, somebody. Give me a little bit of Jesus now. Come on, man. This is Jesus telling you this. I don't know. Who cares what I know? I don't know. I know that's true. That's all I need to know. Come on. Right? Our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat which sits in the heavens. I'm telling you, that's the truth. Beyond the sacred threshold. Woo! Come on, somebody. How many of you connected to heaven? You see it? That's where your identity's found. That's where your host's found. That's where your lifelink's found. That's where your ability's found. Write this down. Now, number two, this is big. You got to understand these things because these, these all affect your life if you're not careful. Rejection of your identity in Christ is the battle in your soul because your mind knows you better than anybody. Say, you ain't all that. Yeah, you are. Your mind, your will, and your emotions will try to challenge you in the arena of your soul to make you a rejecter of your identity. You understand what that means? God gives you a picture of it. You got a different picture in your head. Your picture will trump God's picture until you what? Accept it to be truth even though you don't see it. Because what's the problem? You see, you, nobody knows you better than you. You're like, I'm jacked up, man. No, nah, you ain't as jacked up as you think you are. You're a work in progress. See what I'm saying? So what you do is go, hey, as long as I keep identifying with who I think I, like, you know, some of you are like, I'm an emotional basket case. How? No, you're not. No, you're not. You're just one step away of identification to strengthen yourself in a place maybe you're a little weak. Who ain't got no weaknesses in here? Come on, we all got them. Jesus said, I'll make you strong where you're weak. But the problem with the church is you live in denial. Man, I'll give you one. You want one? I was struggling with this thing internally. I didn't like it. It was an attitude of my heart. I didn't like it. I hated it. It wasn't bad. If I told you what it was, you'd be like, oh, that's no brainer. But I didn't like it. But I couldn't fix it. I was like, I, I, got, I don't like this attitude in my heart. It's bothering me. So I was, you could lie, You know how you lie to yourself? Well, it's not really there. I was like, no, bump it, God. It's right there. Let me tell you, like, matter of fact, I told God straight up, I said, let me tell you how bad it is. Like, he don't know, right? I'm like, this is an attitude in my heart I do not want to have. I cannot stand it. I hate it, but I can't get beyond it. So unless you do something about it, I'm just going to have to live with it. I can live with it, but I like to get rid of it. You know that joker come in there and took the thing out? I'm going to show you about it. Ready for this? You know how, like, you got a wrong attitude in your heart and something happens and you have a reaction? 
and you can't get rid of the reaction you have when it happens, and you kind of like, boy, I would really want to get rid of that reaction, but I still have the reaction every time that thing happens, and I don't know how to get rid of that reaction, and you've been living with the reaction of the thing that happens for 30 years of your life, and you're like, I really like to get rid of that thing, and you lying about it, and you sweep it under the rug like it ain't a big deal. I, I exposed it. I said, hey, God, why don't you get rid of it? A couple months ago, the reaction never came when something happened. I scared myself. I said, I'm telling you the truth. Listen to me. I don't lie. I said, I have never had that action and not had that reaction. I almost did not know how to identify myself. I was an unidentifiable person in that moment because that's not how I usually respond. When you take God's identification, you transform your inside to become a whole new being. Now, here's the trick. Not that there's a trick to it. I can't do it on my own. So why are you trying to hold it up and think you're doing something? You're wasting time, bro. Give it to God and go, God, I do not like my reaction to the action, so therefore remove my reaction because I cannot stop reacting to that thing when it shows up. Thank you, God, right? Thanks for the Holy Ghost because here's the thing. This is what I figured out. You know where the problem was? You were reprogrammed from identification through a thought belief system that now has created a response. But if we could change the paradigm there in the identification, I could change the way you think, feel, see, and do. I said, you got to be kidding me, bro. It's all about identification. See yourself where God wants you to be. And here's the news. Everybody take a deep breath. You can't do it on your own. Trust God, expose yourself. He's safe. Don't tell your neighbor. Don't tell your friend. Don't tell nobody. Go work on this stuff in private and show up in public. You know what I'm saying? Because you'd be tight there. You know what I mean? Because you got to do that sometimes. Go get, man, listen, man, let me tell you something right here now. Lose all this stuff. You know, that pray one for another business and all that stuff. You ain't that guy. You, you got only maybe one or two good friends you can really expose yourself to. Most of you don't have anybody. Just tell God what it is in private, man. He ain't deaf. He can hear you. You know what I'm saying? You're going to try to tell your friend. They're going to use it against you. Cut it out. You know what I'm saying? They will. They're goofy. People are stupid. Don't go to them. Did I just say that out loud? I tell the truth, though, don't I? You know what I mean? You don't even want to expose certain things to your spouse. Not that you're hiding anything, but there's some stuff that's better left unsaid. You just bring it to God. You know what I'm saying? Because all you're going to do is create problems. You know what I'm saying? Just go to God, man, with these attitudes. Because you know what? You start fighting, that'll come out. You got a bad attitude like your mother. <laughs> Imagine me telling that to Lizzie. That'd be good, right? She's, she gets, I don't know. I, you know what? The other day, she, I told her this. I said, I warned you about all this stuff before you showed up. I tried to warn her. I said, I told you it was going to be a full-time trip. You, you decided you wanted to go for the ride. But I was like, hey, this is going to be a project. Because this is a project, bro. It's a lot of work here. A lot of project. You sure you signing up for this, Bookaroo? Okay. You know what I told you the other day? I said, you wanted me. <laughs> now you got me. Glory. How'd that working out for you? She said, well, I said, I warned you. <laughs> Come on, you get what I'm saying. There's certain days you got to go take the God and let process in your identification. But if you're a rejecter of your godly identity because of your performance, we got a problem. That's why you got to go somewhere and get validated. Because I'm telling you, this is the truth. This is the quick truth to, to success. I don't know if I can believe that about me. You can. Someone has to empower it in the earth and say, signed, sealed, and delivered for you, and you just got to accept it because it's empowered through it's empowered through validation. 
Why do we know it's a problem? Because what is the first thing? You think about this. Now, let me show you why this is important. Everybody pay attention. I only got you 18 more minutes. Listen. What was the first thing the enemy attacked Jesus about? His identification. If you are the son of God, do this. So if he's the first thing he attacked Jesus on, what do you think he's doing with you? Right? He comes up out of the water. That's my son in whom I'm well pleased. Validated from heaven. Right? Validated from heaven. Validation came down. That's my son in whom I'm well pleased. The whole earth heard it. What's the first thing the devil did with him? If you are, let me challenge your identification. Because here's the thing. Check it out, buddy. I got Adam that way. He didn't know who he was. Do you? Because I know how to attack man. I met him in the garden once. And that joker, the first one, I tricked him out of understanding who he really was, and therefore he gave me everything. Let me see if this prototype, the second Adam, has a better understanding of who he is through identification. Because the first guy didn't know Jack. And he's going to try you the same way. Do you really believe who you are? Do you really believe you got that kind of dominion? Do you, he'll put you in a ring of adversity and see if you could come out. Oh, put me in the cage, baby. I might not know how to fight with my hands, but I'll tell you what, I'll fight with my mouth. Come on. You a word sword fighter. Put me in the, lock me in here. You know, I think the devil gets scared if he locked us up. Would you? Because you're the believer that knows who you are. So he'd be, he be trying to figure out how to get out of this cage, not you. I, got, I know the weapons of my warfare. I know they're mighty through God. Come on, I know they're meant to pull down strongholds, cast out devils, heal the sick, raise the dead. So do you. You like running. Why don't you stop running, turn around, and start fighting? Come on. Why don't you, well, it's okay. I'm saying in Christ, I ain't coming out of him. But guess what? I'm saying in him with the weapons he gave me. You starting to run. I don't want no more adversity. I don't want no more opposite. Man, listen, there ain't no promises in heaven without adversity. There ain't no success in the kingdom without opposition. Come on, man. He said, fight the good. Fight of faith. It's a fight. It ain't, it, ain't a, it ain't a walk in a park. It's a fight. Fight the good fight of faith. Come on. Well, you know, I don't want to fight. You got to fight. You got to fight. Come on. Glory to God. So keep this thing connected. I like, I loved it. Can I read this scripture to you? I love it. I, I might become one of your favorites. Look at Psalms 139.23. It's really good. I like this one, man. It's really, God, I invite you and your searching gaze into my heart. She'll get it for you. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. Woo! Psalm 139.23. Passion. They'll pop it up there. It's strong. He said, what? Search me. Glory to God. When was the last time you told God to search you? Let God get in there and search you. God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. I was like, right, that might not be a bad prayer. God, get in there. Search me out. Find my weak spots. Right? Examine me through. Come on, and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Woo! Why? Because once I know, put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. Man, ain't that good? Ain't that good? That's a tough one though, right? Right? Just let me, yeah, man. See if there's any what? Path of pain I'm walking on 
and lead me back to your glorious, everlasting ways. The path that brings me back to you. That's a good one, ain't it? Yeah, man. Work on me, man. Make this thing be fun. God, work on my faith. Work on my thing. Shave those little sharp areas off. You know what I'm saying? Tighten up my game. Let me get better. Anybody that plays anything, you know, if you play sports or you play an instrument or you do something, you got to master your craft, man. You got to master your craft. You got to get better at this. You just keep running routes. You got to keep run, route, run, route, run, route. Just run. You got to run so many routes, it's going to make you forget it. Right? You know, you see with these athletes, they do, how many of these did you do? Thousand, thousand. What are you kidding me? How many times? Just keep throwing it and 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 throwing it. Just when you think you through it, you keep throwing it. Well, why? You got to master this thing. Everything you do. Do this with God. Sift me out. See my weak spot. Where's my weak spot? Where am I at? Where do I get stronger? Come on. I start asking God the questions. Why? Because this is the key. Identification in Christ means transformation of mind. So I got to start elevating my mind to get my mind to get me to a place where my spiritual life rises up. How's that going to happen unless I start examining myself? The Bible says what? Start examining yourself. That's your job. You know what I'm saying? So sift out those weak spots and let's get strong because guess what? I ain't going to get strong on my own. And I got news for you. Let me tell you something about God. If you do not go looking for instruction, he will give you none. You got to ask him questions. Once you start asking questions, he'll start showing up with answers. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Boom, three, write this down. This one's a good one. Right? They're all good. He conquered Satan so you could walk in divine authority. Authority is your new identity. Write that down. You better write that down. And you can see this. I like this in the Passion. That uh, Ephesians 6 and 12 in the Passion. Whoa. Whoa. You got authority. What's my new identity? Authority. Who gave you that? Jesus. Are you working on your authority? Now that's why you go read Believer's Authority. Go read that Kenneth Hagin book, Change the Lives of So Many People. I don't have it. Google it. It's free for crying out loud. You get on down. Andrew Womack got a great book about authority, authority to believer. Go find brother, I don't know who you like, Creflo Dollar. God bless Pastor Dollar. Go get his book, Authority to Believer. Go get these word of faith guys, Brother Copeland, guys that know something about authority. Stop reading these ding-dongs, don't know nothing about it, talk about, you know, pixie dust falling out the sky. I love all this stuff, but some of this stuff you're reading is crazy. You know what I mean? The one guy, the one day I was watching TV, he's talking about drinking tea that made him spiritual. I was like, bro, you might be the devil, but whatever. I'm not kidding you. I was like, I can't even believe this junk's on TV. Rightly divide the word of truth. Are you here? You don't get authority because you drank tea. You think authority, you, you got, right? I feel like praying to tell this guy got me so messed up, right? Glory to God. You don't get authority from drinking tea, nitwits. What's wrong with these people? You get authority because you understand who you are in Christ. But let me tell you something about a bully. He's going to challenge your authority. So, oh, you got authority like that? Yeah, you do. Look what it says. Your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings. Did you get that? Does that make sense? Like, this battle is not fighting with humans. No, the people at work that are crazy or something like that, they ain't got nothing to do with them. They got spirits. Are you here? My hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realm. Now, stop right there and read that. So so just really process that. So my fight 
is not with humans. Okay. But really, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms, that's operating through humans. Just like earth church is operating through the church believer, so is the spiritual forces of darkness working through people in the earth. So you ain't fighting people, you're fighting devils. But devils are in people. That's why you don't play nice with devils. You know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Like, oh, they're nice. Yeah, right. There ain't nothing nice about the devil. But you don't have to be weird. But what do you do? It's hand-to-hand combat. What's that mean? Take your spiritual authority in your newfound identity and use the spiritual principles that God gave you to win. You understand that right there? Well, you know, I don't know. No, what you mean you don't know? You got to enforce dominion. Does that make sense? You got to bind up the devil. Because you need days of favor, some of you. That kid need a day of favor is what he needs. That's where you're going to get him. You're going to get him a day of favor with your mouth. What did he just say? You better believe what I just said. And it'll come to pass. Why? Because I said it. Oh, you crazy. No, I ain't crazy. I know what I'm telling you. It has to happen. It has to happen. Why? I got authority and dominion. You got authority and dominion over this stuff. You understand this? So I don't know how. I don't know all the details, but it has to happen. God ain't done. That's what I'm telling you, man. See, this, this, you got to start thinking at this next level of identification. Because you can't be identifying with mortal man. Mortal man can't pull off nothing. He's stuck. He's limited. Everything in your life is limited when you live like a mortal being. But once you remove the lid of mortal life, you take on a divine nature. Now every promise of God is yes and amen. And you just stand there and go, it's got to be. wrote it in the book. That's it. I got got dominion over that. I got authority over that. Because watch this. You're going to see this in 13. Right? He talked about that armor of God. Slide on down to 16. Because 16 will help you. Right? Ephesians 6.16. Look at this. In every battle, do what? Now look, man, every, every, look at your neighbor, say every battle. Look at your neighbor, say every battle is every promise. Look at your other neighbor. Look at your other neighbor. Say every battle is every promise. Written to us or spoken to us. So stop right there. Look at the stuff you're fighting against. Right? Every battle. Take your what? He's telling you to do. Take faith as a wraparound shield. Don't you come out of no faith. And what? For it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. Woo! He's saying that evil one just trying to take them. Woo! Man! Now hang on. He got arrows. Lying, flying, flaming arrows coming at you all day long. Joker got nothing to do. He's bored. Nitwit, accuser of the brethren. Flaming arrows. Look what it says. Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance. He said you got saved for full deliverance. You didn't just get saved to go to heaven. You got saved to have heaven on earth. I don't want to be, I'm not going to be loud. You better open your mouth. 
loud, like screaming like Pastor Chris loud. But you got to be, uh, Brother Norval. Brother Norval used to make me laugh. I went swimming in the pool with him, you know. I said, I said, I had Will with me one time. I set him up so bad it was wrong. But I did it anyway. It was wrong. It was wrong. I said, Brother, Brother Norval, I said, Will doesn't know how to cast out devils. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I said, Will, Will doesn't know how to cast out devils, Brother Norval. Well, he's running around the country where Lester Summerall casting devils out of everything. Don't get nervous. This is a safe church. We ain't got no snakes or nothing like that in the back. Right. So he gets, he goes, what do you mean? Take authority over him. He's like yelling in the pool. Take authority over him. Like, okay, well, okay. That's the difference. You got to start taking authority over things. And the problem with some of us are, well, you know, Jesus can do it. No, you can do it. And you don't, look, you don't back up on your words. And I'm not telling you twice. Who in the heaven do you think you are? You just told the devil you ain't dead. No, he ain't deaf, and I'm not stupid. You tell him once, and then you thank God. And I'm not saying it again. Because if I got to say it again, somebody doesn't know who they are. Because if I'm second-guessing who I am, I'll probably have to say it again. I, I don't see it. You don't walk by what you see. Oh, it's there. It's there. What, what do I do if I say it and it doesn't look like it's happening? Sit there with that wraparound shield and don't do nothing different than what you know to do and just thank God. What's, what's strong faith do? Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Don't look like nothing's happening. Hallelujah. Don't look like none of that. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, man. You just sit there. It's goofy. It's worse. Gigi was with me, and we were talking about something, and we were, and she goes, it gets, it, she, says, she said, it's, it's worse before it gets better. I said, that's the whole kingdom of heaven. Everything looks worse before it gets better sometimes. Why? Because the enemy's trying to get you to say, hey, let go of that. It's not better. If it was better, wouldn't it be here by now? If it's happening, wouldn't it have happened by now? If it was working, wouldn't it have worked by now? If it was going to be, wouldn't it have been by now? Oh, you're, you're in a good spot. You know what I start doing? I start laughing because you know when the enemy really starts ri ri rising up the heat because, you know, he thinks he's got you on the rope? You know, it starts seeming like it's constant, and you start going like, Wow. I get excited about constant now. I never used to. I used to never like it. It was very uncomfortable. Now I kind of laugh about it. I'm like, boy, you must be really getting worried thinking I'm going to let go of my faith because God knows I ain't. Because if the enemy's turning it up, guess what he's thinking? You're going to let go. Boy, you better throw something more than the kitchen sink at you. Why? You ain't going nowhere. You a, pro you a proof producer. You a faith talker, faith walker. You ain't backing up. Come on. Well, I don't like this process. Nobody does. But guess what? If you can hang in there and hold your faith, you come out on top every time. Because faith never fails. Faith always gives you the victory. And number four, writing this down, you got to identify with love. It's who you are. You're a love person, man. Do not walk out of love. Hey, could you put 1 Corinthians 13 in there in the Amplified? 
let them see this. I'll read this real quick, and then you guys can knock it out. That's a lot of word, but you, you guys know. 1 Corinthians 13. Love, love, everybody say, love is my new identification. Did you pull that in? Now, let me tell you something about love. Love is not human love. You know what I'm saying? Is that, oh, God in heaven, is that okay? You know what I'm saying about that human love business? Human love is selfish. Is that all right? Okay? Look at verse 4. 1 Corinthians 13, 4, Amplified Classic, great. You understand human love selfish? I'm sorry, but it is. You know, what you do for me, I'm going to love you. No. Agape is totally different. So what is my brand new identification? By this, what did Jesus say? By this, all men will know that you are my disciple. By your love. Love is the identification of the Christian. Love is the identification of the believer. Love is the only identification we're supposed to have. That don't mean you get pushed around, pushed over, and all that stuff. That's not love. But you walk in divine love. So here's love. So everybody say, this is, the, this is my new identification. Say it out loud. This is my what? This is my what? Now, when you read it, it's going to be painful. So everybody curl your toes and just hang on. Love endures long. Okay, I got to work on that. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, by number two, I'm sunk. Patience and kind. Oh, I hate patience. I could do kind. That's easy. Um, I'm pretty good where love never is envious. I'm pretty good with never boils over with jealousy, but some of you are really jealous. So you got to work there, not me. Okay, come on, stop. It's not boastful. It doesn't vainglorious. Does not display its does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, or inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love within us, does not insist on its own way, its own rights, its own way. For it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy. It is not fretful. It is not resentful. And it takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. God's love. Boom. It does not rejoice in injustice, unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth, what? Prevails. So now I got to be God's love kind of person. How did Jesus say the identification of the Christian was going to be saw? By love. By this. You read, you read John 13. John 13 is one of the best chapters in the Bible. You should go and read it. Jesus knows it's his last minutes on the earth. He's getting ready to leave the earth, and he brings his disciples together. He washes their feet, and he tells them these words. He said this. What would you, think about this. If you had the last minutes on the earth, I say this every time I think about John 13. If these were the last, if this, this is it, man. I know I'm going home to be with the Lord, and I know this is my last couple of minutes on the earth. What would you be sharing with the people you love the most? I would be sharing, I, would, I know what I would do. I'd pull everybody around that I care, and I'd be like this. Let me tell you what I think is the most important thing I need to tell you before I'm gone. I ain't wasting time talking about stupid stuff. Jesus said in the last minutes of those moments on earth, he said this. He said, this is what I want you guys to be known for. It's your love. Because by it, everybody in the earth will know you're my disciple. In his last minutes on the earth, before everything that was taking place, Jesus went to them and said this. He took the basin, he washed their feet, and he gave them the message that they won't forget. He said, this identification is love. The number one characteristic of the believer in the earth needs to be their love walk. 
And once you start working on your love walk, start working on every part of your identification process because love never fails. Got it? You guys are doing great. Close your eyes. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for these guys. I thank you, Lord, for leading them, guiding them, helping them. Lord, I thank you, God, that you're taking them to a whole other level of what you have for them, Lord, in this love walk. And I thank you they're never going to be the same again because, Lord, you got a plan for them. you got a future for them. And it's wrapped in your love. It's wrapped in your mercy. It's wrapped in your grace. Speak to these guys today. And they're not leaving this building today. I feel the anointing really strong. Just lift your hands to heaven right now. They're not going to leave this building the same today because you got something for them that's greater. Let this greater ability come upon their life and lead them and guide them and help them supernaturally to walk in this identification process. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.